Welcome to this week's edition of Music and Life. I am Indy. And I'm Alita Sharp. And, and we, we are, are your hosts. We are glad to have you joining us today. Yeah, it's good to be back, Alita. Another week, another episode. Yes. And we actually have one of the guests with us yes. today. I think this is a time we're interviewing a lot of people we had in the Mm-hmm. Her graciousness, um, yeah, Queen of the her, Bay. Yeah, I have to. Rem- <laughs> I have to remember all those titles. That's right. You know, uh, you know, the more you start to rack up those titles, the longer your introduction. Exactly. Again, right? Exactly. So I normally tell people just call me MD. Uh-huh. It's easy. You don't uh-huh. have to worry about all the extras that comes with that. But yeah. See, I didn't even do an artist <laughs> name. Just my name's Alita you know, Sharp. That was smart. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I even. For me, I'm trying to like consolidate all my music online. Yeah. And there's a Merv Douglas because when right, I started, right. I, remember I was Merv when you Douglas. started back then. And then I ended up with the, people don't know this, but they call me Super Pro once though. Oh my. And, um, I felt it was a little bit too cocky. Okay. Um, my cousin insisted on that, but um, so I, I said okay, you know, if we're gonna do the pro thing, let's go with the Proclaimer. Uh-huh. So I eventually went from Super Pro to the Pro. Okay. For the proclaimer, I try to spiritualize it a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> proclaimer of truth. <laughs> and then, you know, then I went to, you know, Merv, then I, you know, Douglas, mm-hmm. and then I went to different forms of, and finally I decided, you know what, just let me just settle with my name, Mervin Goodram. Yeah. And then I felt a bland. So we added MD to the end. And then people started asking me, what does MD what does it stand, stand for? for? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, as we were at an event in Belize today and someone actually introduced me as a musical doctor. I was like, ooh, I love that. And so <laughs> that's kind of how it kind of, you know, I've went through so much different names oh over goodness. the years. And then imagine trying to yeah. uh, release music and all of a sudden he was once Merv Douglas, then he was her, right, right, then he was, right. you know, anyways, Also known as. <laughs> also known as. So I finally settled on Mervin with Drum MD. So if you're looking for my music online, I'll have to say, if you're looking for my music, you got to look for Mervin with Drum MD. And you're going to find all my music in one place. But then, I don't know, I was putting some stuff together and I saw Alida Sharp. Oh, there. It's just, it's, it's all there. Just there. One spot. One spot. That was very <laughs> smart. So, wisdom with age, I just want to say, you know, all these young bucks that are uh, yeah. all over the place trying all kind of stuff. Um, you might want to learn a little bit from yeah, wisdom, right? Just keep it so, simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a pleasure being with you guys. Um, uh, when we were off here, Alida was... Just from I'm mentioning how you know we've I've personally been learning a lot from listening to these podcasts. Yes. And I wanna encourage you guys just to um join the conversation. I had one person that reached out to me, one one is better than none. That's true. That that's said true. that well I, I had one also. So yeah, so it's good. two. So <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> so we were up to two people that's actually joining the conversation. <laughs> uh but one of the things they said to me was the fact that um you know after listening on the episode with Dream yeah, we were talking yeah. about our goals and steps and reaching our goals right, right. they were like you know I feel like I can dream again I gotta oh, get up and I can so go and pursue my dream again so you know that that was very encouraging and inspiring for me yeah. so we want to say for anyone who's listening we do want to hear from you guys a comment in the section below and I'll go into conversation well we've got a guest today yeah and we want to make sure we have time for him yeah <laughs> What we're going to do before we do the introduction, okay. we're going to take a music break. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's yes. You know, it's music and life. So we want to hear some music and then we're going to jump into the conversation. Okay. 
So what we want to do, I, you know, in the earlier episode, I talked a little bit about some of the music that inspired me and mm-hmm. what I grew up as a kid. I clearly had this memory of I was 12 years old. There was this huge concert from the Revelation Band in Belize today, the Barefoot Concert. And I, everyone was heading to Belize today. Wow. And I was put on a bus to go home because I had to do worship the next day at church. That was the saddest day of my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember crying going on yeah, the bus back to Belmopan because I, I wanted to be at the Rev concert. Yeah. And um, so what we want to do, actually, uh, I want to take you back in time to listen to some of those music that used to inspire me. And yeah. uh, we want to share one of those music. This is from their album, A Real Man. Um, the last album, I believe, they released before okay. the group transition. And so enjoy this song from E-Revolution.
Music and Life with MD and Alita Sharp. I hope you enjoyed that song. I know I did. Yeah. Um, you, you understand why we were hooked on the music back then? It was like, you know, <laughs> it was, you know, it, the lyrics the, back yeah. then, I know for sure, like, um, not many bands were doing music yeah. different than him. Okay. And so um, when you when we start to hear, like, reggae and soca and different um, genre right, right. of gospel music, like, it was a pull for us as young oh people, my goodness. right? And so it was amazing. But uh, what we we don't want to go any further without introducing our guest. He's okay. been sitting here enduring yes. our yes. opening chant. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually have a, a former member or a yes. member of the, the D Revelation band. We had Lois Wade on our first season, and we are honored to have him on our second season. He's now pastor, yes. Dion, and uh, he was the bass player uh, for the D Revelation band. So we want to welcome you to Music and Life. Thank you very much, Alida and Merv. It's a pleasure to be here. You see the Thank problem you. when you have a lot of titles? Exactly. People don't know what to call you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so welcome. Um, yeah. It's it's a pleasure having you on the show. Um, you know, I, I shared earlier about just how 
uh, the music impacted me as a young person. I, I that's kind of where I wanted to start. When the revelation started and you guys were in that process, what was the writing process? What was the music process like for you guys? Um, and how did you? What what went through your mind in preparing to impact a generation? Well, quite honestly, it ha- it just happened. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't anything that we necessarily planned other than the fact that we all got together because we love music okay and we met at a youth camp so we we knew that our music would be christ-centered yes and so we wanted to spread the word of god through music okay and so when after meeting at the youth camp we started off with three players and eventually we we were able to put in a keyboard player and and began to grow from there but we for us we recognized that because of our love for music, the three of us who started out, um, we had such a strong love for music, we realized the power of music. Yeah. And so we wanted to use that in Belize to try to capture the, our generation. And we recognized that to do that, we needed to uh, change a bit from the just the old hymns that were <laughs> the thing at the time and at least try to add some flavor to it. Even if we use the yeah. hymns, we had to add a different flavor, a, a more Caribbean and flavor and yeah. so that's what we tried to do yeah so how did you guys start performing because you went from just meeting at that youth camp and enjoying playing yeah. music together how did it move on from there well we dreamed a lot okay and all of us had that's great plans here. and dreams for where we wanted to go in life yeah. and so um, we decided we want to put the band together okay and so we actually met in 1986 and we weren't able to purchase our first set of equipment until 1989. And so between 86 and 89, every opportunity we get, everywhere we went, and there was a break to play music, we would jump on someone's instruments and begin playing. (laughs) That was the way we practiced, and that was the way we played it back in those days. So that was how it started out. (laughs) That's awesome. That must have been new to you, Merv. You hadn't heard that before. No, I have not. Actually, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm yeah. taking notes. Not, we, 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 we're looking for some opportunities, so I guess we just got to go jump on some just instruments and start doing it. That's, that's what we right. did whenever we attended we, we, we predominantly from Nazarene Church. Yeah. So when they're having a Nazarene event, we just did, because that's how we came together. First, The first youth camp, the players for the youth, the band was, that was supposed to be playing at the youth camp for the week, they, they traveled from... Sartinea, which is way up north, a long distance away. So when they've set their equipment up, they had to go take a bath and you know, all that time was going by. And so they, they called for some players to come and play. And so we started out jumping on <laughs> someone else's instrument. So we just continued until we bought our own. And instead, interestingly, the first of equipment we bought was the very same instruments we jumped on at that oh, first wow. camp. Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys were like working it, getting yes. familiar with it. Yes, yes. So you guys decided, no, might as well we own it. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you know one of one of the things that I heard just now, and I know from list remembering uh, Lois' journey, I know it's not as cut as I'll ask the question, right, right? But still, it's true. It stands true because I see it even now. Um, the, having a church, having uh, a denomination in a sense that can back and support, I say in quote support, yeah, because we know some of the journey. But still, being under an umbrella, how effective was that for the ministry? Well, I hate to burst your bubble because <laughs> we burst weren't it. we weren't on the we didn't necessarily have the full backing of the denomination. 
what we did and hence the reason why even in you notice our name from the very get-go we didn't do anything or use the name Nazarene yeah. anything we did okay. Okay. Uh, for the same reason because the denomination especially back then um, you were you were much younger than Mer, but we you remember that you, rem you remember that when it came down to it that back then people um, it was just basically the regular hymns yeah. and that type of yeah, thing yeah, and country yeah. music and those type of things. So, and what we wanted to do was so different. So when we started doing it, it was a, it was a, it became an issue. Yeah. And so we were we were told that we could not use the name Nazarene. Okay. Um, oh my goodness. Just well, we're to be, told. For, yeah, yeah, because it might send the wrong message because okay. you know we were going against the grain of what the denomination yeah. stood for at the time, and so we were breaking new ground. So we, even though they facilitated us to practice in the church. Um, we and the store equipment, we could not use the name Nazarene, but we all continued to attend the Nazarene church okay. nonetheless. How, how did that restoration process happen over there? I, I don't think we've asked that before, but you know, for me, I, I saw you guys are pioneering something new, and I, I'm asking that because I know right now I feel like we're in a time where a lot of new things are getting ready yeah. to be birthed, mm. and there's those pioneers that need to hear some encouragement people that are charting new grounds people that are stepping out boldly breaking out of the norm breaking out of the routine cycles yeah, yeah. and yeah. how did you guys want to this is two questions one what gave the strength to go keep going and then two how did that restoration come about because everyone now i mean i know the nazarene church proudly claims the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they embrace, you know, they, they proudly claim. Yeah. I mean, for me, growing up, when I came around the scene, um, as a kid, by that time, the Rev was a Nazarene movement. Yeah. Right? And so, um, how did that process? All right. The, to answer the first part of the question would be, um, one of the things, like, we met at the youth camp. And one of the things we recognized from then was that God, we think that God brought us together then. And because from that time, we were serious about serving God. When I started out, we met at that camp. I was, I was raised in the church. I had left the church, and I was not back in the church fully. But I was invited to go to the youth camp, and so I, I believe that God used the music and and our love for music and the, the relationship we shared, where we realized that we want what we wanted to do, and so we were not just playing music for the sake of the music under the name of Christian music, but we were serious about living a life that was. Uh, uh, worthy of, of, of the name of Christian. And so for us, the, the, the personal relationship with God was a big thing. Yes, we struggled a lot because many of we were young. I mean, I was 16 when we met then. Wow. So, you know, it, it, we were, I was still just out of high school. I thought I knew everything and I had my, <laughs> some weird, some stupid dreams about where I wanted to and what I wanted to do in music. But, you know, we realized that we could not go anywhere without God. So yeah. God was at the center. Even though we were young, we recognized that then and we were mature enough. Somehow God made us mature enough to realize that this is what we wanted to do and he had to be a big part of it. So many of our concerts that we did, that our big concert in Belize the one time for the year, would always do, would, would be leading up to that would be activities and times of prayer and that, things like yeah. that. We never went in without that. So, so I think to start off was that we did not or I, or, or mine was not so much on the music yeah. and so much, so much wanting to go and make it become famous with the music. Yeah. But we recognized that the relationship with God was first and foremost. Yeah. And so that was what helped us to, so that even when we began having challenges with, 
within the denomination from some of the pastors at the time who I don't hold anything against them because I, rec- I understand where they were coming from. Yeah. And um, uh, so for me, it was the fact that God had placed inside of us that love for him. And so there was a certain level of spiritual maturity that even yeah. when the church uh, or the leaders of the church would would have certain discussions with us, we were able to respectfully agree to disagree on certain things, but we continued. I mean, it's interesting that we they had challenges with us because of the music we played, yeah, right. but yet many of us served on the district NYA council. That's, that's the council that oversees for the youths, for the Nazarene, yeah. for the entire country. Oh, wow. So it's interesting, right? But, yeah, but that was yeah. the way it happened. Yeah. So we respected each other where that was yeah. concerned. Yeah. And so we know that when it came to the music, it would be something that, ah, well, you know, uh, there is where we draw the line where they yeah. were concerned. Yeah. But for us, it was our love and we, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have hold any grudges or anything. We just did because as far as we we're concerned, we recognized that God was using us to break new ground. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just listening to you, there, there were so many nuggets that you threw out and I was yeah. trying to take <laughs> notes, you know, but I love how you, um, you were talking about how God used the music, but um, also just in your own desire, the desire of the, the group members to, to live lives that were worthy of the name Christian and that your relationship with God was first and foremost. I think there are so many younger um, musicians starting right. out and you mentioned fame a little bit yeah. but I think that's their big Primary focus push. you know yeah. because they want to be big on Instagram or YouTube or whatever yeah. and and you're you know saying that you wanted to live lives worthy of being Christian and that your relationship with God was first and foremost yeah. how, how what what advice would you give to some of the younger people out there that are wanting to pursue music but my, to be quite honest with you, when we started out with the revelation, we all agreed we would take it as far as we could go. Okay. And as far as God would allow us to go. Yeah. But it yeah. was never our dream to just become just famous. Okay. Um, and so my advice to the younger guys would be that, you know, the popularity will come. Yeah. God, you know, the word of God says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all right. these things, even though it was talking about, uh, about food and clothing and that right, type of right. thing. But when it comes to, from a musical standpoint, it would actually be a matter of of trusting God and if you're serving God and everything is in the right place then you don't even have to go looking for opportunities the opportunities come looking for you because back in the days for the revelation we did not go running around looking for for gigs they actually came requesting us for us to go and play Um, our trips to abroad when we left the country was actually because of requests that came our way you know so we didn't go looking for that that actually came looking for us because within our heart we were pouring out a lot of our time doing working in our respective church as much as you know I explained earlier but I was still involved with my church in Belmopan my wife now my girlfriend then uh, working with the church in Roaring Creek as as youth president, I was w- working along with her. Lois was working in between Dangriga where he was living and and Belize City where he was attending school. Okay, you know, so he would be helping out with the youth, uh, the youth in those areas. And yeah. so the guys in Belize City were doing the same at their church, you know, okay. and the gr- okay. the other girls from the uh, from the band as well. So it's like, you know, we were so we were recognized, and that was the main thing for us. And so, for my my advice would be once you're, you know, you do that everything will begin to come your way yeah you know that's that, that's that's all i can say because I, we didn't go looking for it yeah and i love hearing that i was on um i was looking at somebody's um post on social media the other day and she used this hashtag your audience will find you 
Yes. You know? <laughs> and, and I like that because it, it just, I, I thought of that when you said the opportunities will come looking for you. Yes. You know, you don't have to chase things down. Yeah. And I think so many of, of those of us that are just getting started, we right. think we have to chase after every single opportunity. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the important thing. I would, my advice to them is just, you don't go chase, you don't have to go chasing after anything. It will come as long as your heart is in it for the right reason. Your heart is in the right place. Right. God will send the right opportunities your way. Yeah. Well, I, I do have a question. Before we jump into this question, we're going to take another music break. And then when we get back, uh, I, what I want to ask you is, so we, we, we spoke a lot just now about the, what happened with the pastors, how you guys manage that. Now you're a pastor. How, how does that how does that translate now with the next generation that's coming up? Um, and so we're going to take a music break to give you some time to like chew on that question. <laughs> but, oh, you know, for me, I'm interested to hear, you know, you're yeah. now in the position of a pastor and then there's that next generation that's coming up that's looking to pioneer new things that's, that might not necessarily be um, um, the norm mm-hmm. in the, yeah. tra- the current tradition. Right. Yeah. You no, know, because how we've done church in the last 10 years have now become the norm. Right. Which is different from when I was growing up. But, you know, young people are booking that now. They're challenging yeah. that now. They're yeah. like, okay, we want something different. Yeah. You know, music has changed radically. Yes, it has. Um, yeah. There's mumble rapping now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm trying to like, what is that? You know? <laughs> so, but it's it's big. Yeah. So, like, how do we, how do we, how do we work with this next generation? Um, how do you see that? So we'll we'll tackle that question when we get back.
behind and Jesus Christ, you seem the fan the mine and Judge no semi sip no wine and purity could and never be no crime and righteousness run things every time and holiness yes that a fi me rhyme and salvation sweeter than pine and exodus music come down the line and let Music and Life. I am your host, D, and the lovely Miss Alida Sharp is with us, and we have Pastor Dion Pascasio in studio. Yes, he's actually my pastor. He, oh, there you go. <laughs> See? <laughs> well, you know, you know, Alida. Actually, I I find that to be awesome because you know I, I asked Pastor Dion a question about how he the next generation. But what I love, what I am observing, the fact that. We have Lois as a pastor, Pastor Dion as yeah, a pastor. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not easy to pastor musicians because <laughs> musicians are a different breed of people. <laughs> they walk are we? In, <laughs> we walk into where, where some, you know, sometimes we are highly, sometimes too creative and yeah, we're out of the box. Now, uh, we don't see things the way other people see it and we tend yep. to challenge the status quo. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so it's I know it's interesting pastoring musicians, but it's good to know that former musicians are pastoring <laughs> musicians so that's, yeah, a, that's, that's an encouragement true. to us so that's yeah so uh, regarding the question you know you are now a pastor um maybe before we jump into the question because this is music and life so we want to also hear a little bit of the life journey how did the that's right how did the pastor journey go for you start for you and how did you get there um uh, the pastor journey started i think when i was from a young age i knew that god was calling me like very young, you know. Um, but it was something that I, I saw the way pastors were treated in the church. Yeah. It was always a challenge. And yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot of the local pastors, believers, and the missionaries seem to have a, 
a better life than the local Belizean yeah. pastor. So yeah. financially, it wasn't appealing either. And so yeah. for me, <laughs> and, when, and, and when I saw the problems within with churches, as I, you know, more I grew up and I began understanding dynamics, I thought it was something that I, I realized was something I didn't want. Yeah. So I ran for all of my life until God actually arrested me. <laughs> Um, and I say arrested because I think that's what happened yeah. Yeah. Uh, in 2008. That's when I started. He arrested me in 2007. And that's when my journey began to say, okay, that's when I finally decided I'm going to surrender being a pastor. But I think um, one of the things I think that started the process was you, you come to a point in life where you begin to realize that this is not where God wants me or this is not what he wants me it has served its purpose and yeah. i think within myself i found out that i i felt that that was where, where when we came to that point of deciding to take a break with the revelation i personally felt very strongly that god was saying this was where i get off and um so that was what led me to that but i but everything else when i look back on my life i could see that all that i went through with the revelation and all the ministry we did and everything was all a part of the preparation to bring me to the point for him to show me it's almost like he everything he did for me where music was concerned where my studies were concerned everything that i, I like he I, I always think that i've lived a full life already yeah. yeah because god gave me the privilege of living my life with playing music in the yeah. in, a, in a in a reggae band which was one of my dreams growing up <laughs> it was a gospel <laughs> reggae band and we, wow. we went far with our music and yeah. what we did in belize and and then god also um interestingly uh, took me through the public service and I went from a temporary second class clerk and I became a CEO within 12 years. Wow. And it's interesting that four out of that 12 years I was studying. Okay. So I only worked technically eight years I worked yeah. in wow. the office yeah. but and God took me to that level. And so it's like when I served in that position for five years, um, you know, in 2004 I was 34 and I began to realize it's time to leave that job and a feeling that there was something else i didn't know what it was yeah you know and so god took me uh, on a journey between 2004 and to 2007 where there were some rough times some challenging times yeah. a lot of things for me to begin to realize that what god wanted because i when i resigned in 2004 um i jumped in and i said i want to be involved in ministry okay. but i had the i had the form of ministry in mind that i wanted <laughs> and, and I it wasn't pastoring <laughs> you know and, and so between 2004 and 2007 was where a trend of events took place okay. that brought me to the point to realize that that i i, I need to surrender to god yeah and um yeah. and yield to the ministry yeah. and pastoral ministry at that <laughs> And you know how often does it happen that what our idea of ministry how we're going to serve god yes. is so different from what so, he says so different <laughs> very different trust yeah. me <laughs> very different yes yeah. yeah so so now you're a pastor you're pastoring in the ruin Greek era yes and um, how do you as a pastor we're going back to that question how do you as a pastor work with musicians artists even if you're not necessarily that well you are because alida goes at your church what's that process like for you um no like knowing having some of the background um, from the revelation how does that work with you your thought process and work with musicians creativity well one of the things i i know for a fact is our fan is that i can't i don't expect them to be in church for every service like some of the other members <laughs> yeah because that's just not the life of a musician. Once yeah. you're involved in music, you you get opportunities to play in places and and um, even in, to play in 
surroundings or in 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 in, in, in for for events that are not Christian, yeah. but you get the opportunity to, to sing gospel music and to share the word of God anyway. So so for me, I don't expect Sister Alida, for example, to be in church because I know she's involved with music and other things. So so for me, I do I don't. It's, it's not like as a pastor I get concerned because she's not showing right. up to church. Yeah, no, right. no, if she's not coming for too long, then I begin to wonder, <laughs> all right, what's going on? But yeah, but 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 that. The, but the only time that has happened was when they when they went to the U.S. over the Christmas holiday. Apart yeah. from that, right. and she and her husband has been very, very, very gracious in letting me know when they'll be around and yeah. when they won't. And so, so you know, so it's not. I don't find it challenging there. Um, it's not a challenge for me there. I I don't have any other musician in my church who is say working with any other bands or anything outside of the church. So I don't necessarily have that kind of of, of experience. But you know, one of the things. Um, for me, it would be—it's not a problem for me, um, and I wouldn't have a problem with it as long as they are making sure that spiritually they're living yes. the life. Because even yeah. with my worship team at church, for example, I tell them, you know, if you if if you are not if, if your life is not measuring up yeah. to to what God requires, yeah. that then then you have no right to be there representing yeah. God, you know. And 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 even though we look look at those passages from Timothy. Uh, from Titus and Timothy and what have you and what speaks about leadership you know but when it comes down to it once you it says those criteria go for those who are an overseer yeah. and those who are deacons and I yeah. consider people in music when you're representing it's like you know you, you're, you're, you're at that level of leadership yeah. because you're, you're representing Christ and you're carrying him to people who probably would have never heard right. and so I think I my, my thing is that your life needs to be measuring up I won't say you have to be perfect, yeah. Yeah. but you have to. There has to be. Uh, you have to show that your life is. You're striving towards yes. what God wants you to be, and not just not just in it for the music only. Because if that is the case, then then it will. Interestingly, it will show. Yeah, it yes, will it show. Will. It will show, and 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 everybody will know if you're in it just for the music or, right. or yeah. more than that. Right. So, like I said, Salida is the only one in my church. Yeah, who 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 who, who, who is. Who um who is actively a musician, you know, doing tours or anything like that? I don't have anybody else, any anyone from a, uh, the younger generation doing it at this time. I have some, we have some that we're trying to work with that I'm yeah. sure. One of them shows so much talent. He started out first with um with the guitar, and now he's playing so many different instruments. Oh. Um, so I know he is one of the guys who's gonna go places. Yeah. Um, and he he he, he has he's already thinking along that lines. No, so I know, and for me as a pastor, knowing what we went through, I want to offer right. as much support as I can. Yeah. And so whenever I get requests, I know that any artist would want to uh, appear in church or to promote anything. I always try to give them the opportunity to do that. Yeah. You know, and 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 actually, one of the things I've dreamed about, I haven't been able to do it, but would be, I would want to on Sunday evenings, bring in artists. And give them time to do probably two or three of their songs okay. in our Sunday evening service, just for, for them to get an opportunity for an outlet right, and for right. and, and for, for, for the people yeah. in the church to get a, an opportunity to, to, to know what is out there. Yes. And um, yeah. even if it's not their their genre of music exactly. or they think it's exactly. crazy music, at least they will know what is going on. <laughs> and then we could we could discuss we can start forward, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but that that's one of the things on my heart. I haven't been able to do it, but that's one of the things I would love to do yeah. because I think the the young Christian artists need to be encouraged. Yes, yeah. they, do. they need to know that the church is supporting yes. them. I don't yes. want to go back to 
what we had to do where yeah. right. we had to be fighting against the very right. church denomination we were working with. Right. I don't I don't think that was right. Um, but I understand why it happened then. Yeah. But if it happened then, if I repeat the same thing now, then something is wrong with me. Right. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to help yeah. God use exactly. that, that experience that God gave me right. then should be used to help this generation to make it easier for them, but at the yeah. same time pointing them yeah. in the right direction, yeah. you know, instead of just holding them out or holding them off. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, sorry. No. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm just interested to know your thoughts on this because I feel like... Um, I'm, I'm going to share from my journey what 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 been like of recent. Um, I feel like you guys have your revelation, especially have done an effective job in pioneering um, uh, and creating a space for us as musicians. So when I came into music, I didn't need to fight the same battles you fought. Right, right. And then I did like I mean I do reggae, I do polka, I do punka, I do um, contemporary worship and Arabian worship and. And it's embraced, it's accepted. Right. So that's not the battle now I'm fighting. And um, I'm actually accepted in the church. We can go to majority of most churches and we will we will be embraced as, um, as Caribbean gospel artists. Right. So that that battle has been fought and I believe won by the revelation. I feel like the battle now, at least for me, uh, what I am observing is like, no, we want to transition. Yes, we're doing ministry, but we also want to do music as a living. Um, okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of artists. Um, if you notice, a lot of great artists starts in the church and then right. they go off right. into the yeah. world. Yeah. A large part of that is because they don't just want to do it every Sunday. They want to do it every day. Right. This is a livelihood right. that they right. want to yeah. do. This is what I want to do as my money. career. Yeah. But there isn't an avenue in the Christian arena for that right. presently yeah. um, in Belize. Okay. And so it's been a battle. It's been I think that's the next battle. That's being fought currently. Yeah. You know, just to, and, you, and you said it. You know, sadly, when I when the times I've gotten paid the most yeah. to perform, it's been in a secular. It's setting. been a secular. Yeah. 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 And that is sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for us, we feel like I know Alida myself, and I know several upcoming artists where this is what they want to do as a career. That's the current battle, and you know we've got slammed with. You know, we'll fail. Uh, why are you charging? You yeah. should do it for free. Yeah. It's ministry. Thought you were a Christian. Thought you were a Christian. <laughs> we get all of that. I mean, we're getting uh, it the front and yeah. center. We've been boycotted yeah. from events because we charge. We charge yeah. at honorarium because um, we want to. We want to want to upgrade our equipment, but we also want to make a living. So, yeah. what advice? I go all of that to say what advice or what would you suggest? as we engage this battle um and i love what you said earlier because um we still serve these people and we still serve in arena yeah and so there's hope that for me i feel faith and hope that relationally we're connected yeah. but right. on that one point there's yeah. that tension what advice would you give to artists like myself Alida, and others who we're genuinely we ministry is our heart right uh but we also we this is what we want to do full time like yeah. you know that's a hard one, Mervan Alida. I'll be honest with you, because you see, back in our time when we started out, um, and for the time where we we, we were together um, performing, the technology wasn't what it is today. Yeah. Because see, when I when I listen to your your question, it, in our hearts back then, because of our love for music, we used to joke around that you know we would play. The revelation would stay together until we're all old and grey. <laughs> and I used, I used, we used to joke around that, you know, and laugh at each other that I would be 
sitting down and I would be so old, I'll be leaning up on the wall, but I'd still be playing my bass guitar. You know, and, and you know, because the bass guitar is the heaviest instrument in the in the band, they said the guys would laugh and say as if you would be able to hold the, the equipment. You know, but but our love for music was such and we yeah. we thought we had reached the pinnacle in Belize. Yeah. And the only way for us to be able to make a living off our music would have been to go international mm -hmm. not relocate but to take our music internationally right. and yeah. i think that would be one of the things that you guys would have to do and i talked yeah. about the technology earlier was because you know sometimes people just go and if they find the music electronically or whatever they will download it copy it yeah. whatever right. and then they would right. still have it and so they won't have to pay you for the for exactly. your music yeah. and so that's one of the challenges but I, I that's a technological part that you will have to deal with more because yeah. you're more into technology than i am <laughs> but honestly speaking the market in belize it's difficult to live off your music yeah. in Belize because yeah. even the secular artists have a difficult time doing yes, that. That's yeah. true. What sustained for the revelation, for example, when we wanted to upgrade equipment, our major concert for the year and trying to bring out a, a, when we began producing albums would be proceeds from those with what would help us right. to, 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 to upgrade equipment and to do yeah. uh, things like that, you know, because all the gigs we did locally, what you guys are experiencing is no different from what we did back then, yeah. that most of the times you would be just probably get enough just to cover transportation right, and right. food yeah uh, your wear and tear on your equipment that's another that's something you don't right. get but, yeah, but you right. do it because of your love for ministry and love yeah. for god and so i think honestly speaking the, the the population in belize and everything is difficult to sustain that so unless you you're able to uh go just like i feel with commerce whereby yeah. we need to be able to compete for a, 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 a lack of a better term but you need to make sure that your your product that you're offering is similar equal to or better than yeah. what is out there yeah. so that you'll be able to break into the market so to speak and so people begin to know who is md other than just knowing it in belize but it becomes right. a household name in the caribbean right. for yeah. example right. and i and i so i think that any artist who wants to make a living off their music have to think about polishing up and really fine-tuning to get to that level yeah. and so I, I you know as much as we have a lot of uh, studios in Belize yeah. um, and our technicians are excellent technicians but I think we're still limited compared yeah. to what the type of equipment some of the studios in the US would have yeah. or other developed countries and so we might need to to, to, to look at, at, at doing recordings at maybe more upgraded studios or, or send what we do in Belize since it's all yeah. digital right, right. for them to be able to, yeah. to, to, to do some further enhancement and what have you so that it has a international flavor to it yeah. um, quality concern yeah you know and once and, and then when you do that then it's a matter of you know like I said the gigs yeah. coming your way right. and some of them you might have to tap on doors but it's interesting like I said for in our time because we were so uh, paying so much attention to a relationship with God. God actually opened yeah. Yeah. those doors and the opportunities. Yeah. And so I think that is the, that would be my advice to, to locals. That you have to be able to take your music to another level. You can't yeah. just love music and produce right. anything and then expect right. that the population will buy into it yeah. or just buy your music because it doesn't work. And, and you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but I had the experience, for example, a couple of occasions whereby I've tried to support um, local artists, yeah. But because of the the way they go about duplicating the their CDs, um, I've actually bought CDs that when I put in my system, it can't play. No, it wasn't. But but you know that for so so I think yeah. so that's why yeah. when I say stepping up, I mean going yeah. to that and next exactly level because that's what exactly. we, we realized for the revelation when we we did two albums that were locally produced. Yeah. 
two or three albums locally produced, then we did PAD and we recognized then we needed to go international. Yeah. And so we sent that to a studio in California. Actually, we were fortunate to go to be in California at the time. We took everything there. We went to the studio and we, we were able to, you know, work with them there. Yeah. And that was our best album yeah. that we did up until that time. So we they would have to do some kind of investment in going to that level. Yeah. But um, sadly, sad to say the marketing Belize yeah. will not suffice and will not support you. and and people, Christians, are still have this mentality that because you're a Christian that you're supposed to be doing it for free. Yeah. You know, and so it's difficult for them to understand that sometimes. And so that's why we did concerts. Sure where that mindset came from? <laughs> um, I, could, I could tell you. I could, yeah. I, I could, I could tell you. I, Go right ahead. <laughs> well, I have to say it. <laughs> I was only thinking it. But, you know, it, it actually started with the way the gospel was presented to us yeah. back in the day. Yeah. There's been so much. And, and even not only the gospel, but even being a commonwealth part of the commonwealth yeah. and and you know being subjected to the queen in there in, in back in the days before we even gained independence and even now we are still we're still dependent on them a lot yeah. and so that a, a dependency syndrome came in and so everybody thinks that you get everything for free yeah, yeah. you know even the government struggles with that yeah. now because they've done, the everything, they've done everything they've done everything for free either. so everybody yeah. wants a service for free and when right. it comes to church right. oh well don't talk about church because church is church and i give I, I give two dollars for, right, for, right. for my offering and so I'm supposed to get, get back a hundredfold because that's what the Bible says. So <laughs> the church is supposed to <laughs> you I know two hundred dollars so. back. That's right. So, so that's that's the that's the mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Well this is good and you know, we're we're almost we're pretty I much know, almost out of time and there's so much thinking, more to talk about. So we gotta have you back again with us Definitely. on another episode. But you know, I, I do wanna encourage listeners, especially creatives, um, you did touch on a very key we've said it before you have to up your quality yeah. you can't give a crappy product and expect people to buy it but, you know we we've done that alida had spoken about that we've done that we've had our, our, our music mastered in the u.s one of my last songs on um, purpose that i released that was actually mastered in trinidad by the prince yeah right. and, and you know and we don't talk a lot about that but right, maybe we right. need to talk more yes. about we it because yeah. we don't just we we start our process here but we finish it in the u.s yeah. caribbean right. because we recognize that um for us to get out there yeah we need to get our quality out there yeah. so we've yeah. had the privilege yeah. privilege of being in barbados um in the u.s doing music um i think i guess for us what we're looking for now is volume more yeah. volume of those up right, right. Yeah. right here right. in april i'm heading back to antigua um i'm performing antigua in april i'm also that's good. I'm that's good. actually nominated for um, um songwriter of the year for a gospel award in antigua so okay you guys can go vote for me go uh, i'll put the that's information right. on my that's instagram right. and facebook page later on today but um so but that's part of the strategy because we right. realize we need to get out there yeah. more yeah. um so that we can become a household yeah. name in yeah. the caribbean and the region yeah. I really appreciate all the things that you've shared with us today. And, and you, you mentioned a nugget about um, behavior matching up. You know, you yeah. said yes. that when you were talking to your worship team. And I, I can't stress how important that is because when I go out now, people do ask me where I go to church. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then once they find out where I go to church, you know, they want, like, what? what's your pastor's name? You yeah. Know? yeah. So, it, you know, it's, I realize that when I go out, I'm not just Alita Sharp. Yeah. You know, I realize I represent more than that. Yeah. Yes. And I don't want anything bad to reflect back on Roaring Creek Nazarene yeah. or Pastor Dion Pascasio. You yeah. Know? And so it, it is important that yes. we stay in the word and stay grounded as, as musicians. And 
and we do need somebody over us. Yeah. You know yeah. that that can encourage and inspire and and correct if needed. You know yeah. we yeah. need those things. Great. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Music and Life. You know, I'm gonna make this our tag for the show, but we want to tell you make sure that the music that you're listening to is bringing for life yes. to you. Yes. So have a good day, and we'll see you again next week. This segment of Music and Life with Alita Sharp and MD has been brought to you by Roots and Honors Creative Music Group. Remember to follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe to our YouTube channel.